0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: That ukulele sound, those sweet, sweet tunes can only mean one thing. It's another West of the Rest podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast feed. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. What's trending over at 24-7 Sports? Well, a lot. It was a busy weekend in recruiting. Texas had a couple big visitors, including Ruben Owens, five-star running back. Also, Anthony Hill, a five-star linebacker. Ohio State hosted several visitors. We're going to discuss one of those. Five-star quarterback, Dylan Rayola, one of the top prospects in 24 uh, a bit later on douche robinson was out at bama and georgia the number one tight end in the country we'll discuss that here on the show later as well miami had a big visitor and five-star quarterback Jaden rashada also going to touch on that in a bit but i'm going to bring in my co-host mr brandon huffman and and it, we've started to refer to this huff as you know our, our long national nightmare and yes. it's it's soon to end That would be five-star offensive lineman Joshua Connerly making his decision at last to cap off the weekend. He will do it uh, on Friday live on CBS Sports HQ. What's the latest, Huff, on on Josh Connerly?
0: We got opening day for baseball on Thursday. Go Angels. We have closing day for Josh Connerly's announcement coming Friday. 6 p.m. Pacific time on CBS Sports HQ, the highest rated unsigned prospect in a 2022 class will be making his decision where he will sign and play his college football. There are six schools in play still for him, Oklahoma, Oregon, Miami, Michigan, USC, and Washington. I've got a crystal ball in for the University of Southern California, Blair. You've got one in. Uh, for the Trojans, a lot of people have one in for the Trojans. All signs are pointing to the Trojans getting Conley's announcement. But Washington is trying to get him to visit this week. Oregon was trying to get him to visit this weekend. Miami, Michigan, Oklahoma and were trying to get him. I'm sure they would have been open to it. But the local schools are trying to get him in. Get that last pitch before he makes that announcement on Friday night. And with Levius Overton's decision over the weekend that would mean every prospect in the top 247 for 2022 will finally know their destination.
1: Huff, i think coaching staffs and recruiting people in general, right? Not only fans, but also uh staffers and people that are in recruiting have always sweated those final visits, right? Like i think whenever a decision is looming or a commitment is is on on deck uh, we're always following the visits and who made it where where you know who got the last trip who got the last in-home all that sort of stuff now that, that now there's an extra dimension to it all with name image and likeness with marketing with branding yourself with those nil opportunities and i feel like That is a big selling point with these final pitches. Is there any sense there that the likes of Oregon and Washington, which are much closer to the state of Washington than USC is, could have an effect here at the end, uh, at the finish line with Josh Connerly? Well,
0: that's their hope. They're hoping that any last pitch that they make will be falling, not on deaf ears, but on open ears, and will be a swing to flip their momentum back to one of the two schools that are much closer to home. I think you know what we've seen with the like you said, the, the last visits are always the ones that people sweat, but then there's usually a dead period. So you know coaches want to have that last in- home visit maybe the Friday night before the dead period starts. But now with the way he's kind of pushed his recruitment back, schools were still getting one last shot since USC's official visit last weekend. so they're trying to make that appeal, that that appeal to him, make that pitch to him, and try to get him to stay in the Pacific Northwest. Will it be enough? I don't know. We'll find out on Friday night. But that's the one thing that Washington and Oregon are both hope for—that they have that last opportunity to pitch him before he makes that decision come Friday evening.
1: Now refresh my memory, Huff. Was it twenty-eight people that USC was able to fit in that photo on his on his official visit recently?
0: It was. And in fact, I, I think you counted them all too because then I went back and I, I did the counting myself. And I'm like, gosh, Blair is much better in math than I am. And well, 28 we, people.
1: We're going to have to track if he does make it to Eugene or if he does make it to Seattle here in the next four or five days. We're going to have to count how many people they're able to fit into a photo. They You're going to need that wide angle lens. It'll be like, it'll be new age hat science.
0: Exactly, the Rita. What was it? The, the how the hats were laid out was always key. Our old, our old friend Kevin Wade used to, you know, know that whole strategy there. But now, now it's the family. Oh, you only have four people in the family. Sorry, bro, you're out
1: yeah well we always used to wonder right like is he right-handed is he left-handed is he going to hmm. reach to the right end of the table is the is the bill flat on the hat has oh yeah worn it before does he still have the tags on did he buy it at the grocery store down the street mm-hmm. like there's the so the gas many station hat oh
0: my god <laughs> there's the so gas many hat that, that we're best. wondering
1: about but now with josh connerly we're going to be analyzing the number of bodies in a photo i think that's going to be a very key point here so that's going to be an interesting recruitment here to the final stages remember he's an Announcing live Friday on CBS Sports HQ, you're going to be able to catch that decision with our partner network. And, and USC could be in line, Huff, to continue to build momentum and to continue to build some of that noise that we've now begun to hear with Lincoln Riley in charge and them trying to change a culture, change a recruiting uh, in terms of like their own success and, and 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 maybe add some momentum off the trail. And it doesn't get bigger than adding the number one offensive tackle in the country, that that's where USC has been lacking in the last few years.
0: Not only that, but to go into a Pac-12 city to get that, to beat a couple of Pac-12 schools that you're going to be recruiting against in the coming years. And then might as well throw in, you know, for more fun, a couple of national programs that want to recruit the West Coast. And then, of course, if you are a USC fan, you would love to beat Oklahoma because the, how do we put this? pleasantly and nicely the social media beef between those two fan bases shall we say over the last couple of months has reached a fever pitch very much the the crazy exes fighting with each other
1: another big visit from a prospect out west huff this past weekend was jaden rashada the five-star quarterback from pittsburgh up in northern california he made it out to miami and you and i kind of broke down the significance of mario cristobal recruiting an east bay quarterback uh he's done that in the past it's it's been kind of a blueprint and and uh in a way kind of a battleground situation for him to go out there and, and really get a guy that he trusts uh what what did you hear about how it went for Rashada down in Miami and and the Hurricanes' chances to lock up one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Yeah, I thought, you know,
0: from all reports going into the visit, the the Kings were going to put the full court press on and try to see if they could get a commitment from Rashada. They did not get a commitment, but they certainly gained momentum with him. Uh, talking to him on Sunday after the visit, he raved about the trip. It wasn't just being on campus. It was seeing what the city of Miami was like. It was sitting in on the offensive meetings with Josh Gaddis, the new offensive coordinator, with Mario Cristobal, talking to guys like Cyrus Moss and Jalil Skinner, who signed in the uh, 2022 class, talking to players like Robbie and Bobby Washington, who he's played with on the 7-on-7 circuit recently. So basically, Miami was leaving no stone unturned to try to sell their program to Rashada. And I think they did a good job. I like what the Kansas are sitting for him right now. Arkansas and Oregon are in line to get a visit from him soon. Ole Miss is also in the discussion uh, to get one sooner rather than later. But he did say that he plans to take another visit to Miami before he makes a decision. So that's got to be encouraging for Mario Cristobal and his staff.
1: Yeah, I mean, for him, I think it's, it's obviously... You know, with quarterbacks, the, the time frame is a bit accelerated, right? So I think he understands uh, where he is on the dominoes and, and kind of where he sits in, in terms of making a decision. My biggest question mark with Miami, specifically at the quarterback position, is what what are they going to look like offensively? That could be one of those cloudy situations with Oregon even when Mario Cristobal was there I thought that was probably one of their their bigger downfalls or one of the biggest issues that he did have as a head coach was the lack of of really the development um, Justin Herbert was spectacular obviously but you know after that you would have expected them to be able to fill in a, a big time quarterback and I, I don't know if we ever saw that out of them so there is some question marks about the quarterback Position specifically at a Miami or at Miami now that Mario Cristobal is there. And I'm curious if Rash- Rashada has any sort of uh, clarity or assurances that, you know, that offense is going to be able to fit him.
0: Well, and I think the, the other thing to take into consideration too, when you have a lot of schools that have a coaching change or there's a new offensive coordinator, you don't necessarily have a previous kind of track record to look at. Now, in this case, he could look at what Michigan did under Josh Gaddis, but was Josh Gaddis free to call as much of the offense at Michigan as he will be? at Miami? Or was that more Jim Harbaugh kind of pulling the strings there? When he was at Alabama, when when Gattis was at Alabama, did he have as much freedom? So he at least has some previous schools, but at the same time, you know, now it's his first time with Mario Cristobal. Was Cristobal when he had you know, Marcus Arroyo before he went to UNLV and then Joe Moorhead, who he hired away uh, after he left Mississippi State, after Mario, Marcus Arroyo went to UNLV. Was he giving those guys autonomy? So that's really the big question. I think he nailed the player and that those are the big questions that Miami is going to have to answer because Rashada is certainly going to ask those questions. How much involvement is the offensive coordinator going to have in the offense? How much involvement is the head coach going to have in the, in the offense, especially when the head coach is an offensive guy himself? an offensive lineman who likes to win at the line of scrimmage.
1: That's going to be an interesting one there. And and what's the plan for him moving forward? Do you have any sense of what other schools he might visit or what other places he wants to get to?
0: I think at this point, Oregon and Arkansas are both in position to get a trip from him. Ole Miss is also being discussed about getting a visit, but it sounds like he wants to for sure get out to Arkansas at some point here in the next couple of weeks. And then Oregon would be probably the week after uh, there could be a return visit to Miami. Ole Miss, again, like I said, they're trying to get him down to visit. But I, I think we could start to see a little bit. And another thing, not that I ever thought BYU was a serious contender for him, but over the weekend, his brother Roman was shot at who had been committed to BYU decommitted so I think with Rashada Roman Rashada attitude for BYU you can pretty much wipe away BYU's chances of you know pulling off a stunner and getting him I think we're probably going to see him focusing more on those four or five schools
1: yeah Miami makes a big impression there on five-star quarterback Jaden Rashada we're going to take a short break you're listening to the west of the rest podcast
0: hey I'm Brett Podolsky
1: We are back on the West of the Rest podcast. Blair and Gulow joined by co-host Brandon Huffman, National Recruiting Editor for 24-7 Sports and the owner of a new Instagram account. Tell us about that, Huff.
0: Yeah, baby. You know, I was I had my own Instagram account, I had it for a number of years, but I guess I wasn't cool enough because if you don't have multiple Instagram accounts, are you really a good Instagrammer? So I created a second one, Brandon Huffman 247 to let all recruiting related information go there. I was getting tagged in just about every video tag Instagram known to man. You know, I saw my share of tire flipping. It doesn't tell me anything about your football ability. Yet I was getting tagged in tire flipping and in squats and Twitter beefs and asked if I wanted to do crypto. By the way, Greg, you need to figure out Greg Biggins, you need to figure out Instagram because somebody's trying to make
1: a lot of money off of crypto.
0: I made sure that I took care of all issues to Focus on recruiting, Blair.
1: GB getting hacked, huh? Who would have thought Mm -hmm. that?
0: Getting hacked like a Duke opposing power forward.
1: (laughs) By the way, since we're on the topic, uh, national championship tonight. Who do you got? Oh, man.
0: I'm riding with the only team that I picked, well, I had two of the teams in the final four, Villanova and Kansas. I did have Villanova winning that game and beating the the Jayhawks, then losing to Gonzaga. So I'm going to ride with the one team that was the only one still standing on my bracket as of this weekend. I'm going with the uh, the fighty Danny Mannings and Rock Chalk
1: Jayhawk. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like it. Well, and while we're on the topic of of another sport, let's talk a little baseball and, and not opening day and not the first week of, of the baseball season, which is coming up later this week. And, and you and I obviously big fans of, of being able to work and watch MLB baseball games while oh, we yes. work all day. Uh, fantastic. Highly recommended. You know, I think. In terms of like the dual sport ability of a of a player at the college level is something that we look at a lot in evaluations. And there might not be a better prospect that could do both baseball and football right now in this class than Deuce Robinson. He's the number one rated tight end in the country out of Phoenix, Arizona. Also a big time baseball prospect. And he was down in SEC country huff, checked out Georgia on Friday and Saturday, was out at Bama uh Sunday, Monday, flies back home to Arizona on on Tuesday. But while he was down there, was able to check out a couple of schools, was able to uh, check out, you know, kind of the, 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 game day atmosphere, not only in the, on the baseball field, but also uh, some spring practices. Uh, was able to take in Florida versus Georgia baseball, Texas A&M versus Alabama football, uh, baseball as well. And, and you know, this is one of those players that is not only basing his decision on football, but is also really looking at baseball as a dual sport athlete. I think it's going to be one of the more intriguing and fascinating recruitments to track here in the next few months.
0: I think what will be really fascinating for him too, it's not just going to be, you know, where he goes from a football standpoint, but, you know, but I know you covered college baseball when you were a college sports writer. You know how crucial that summer going into your senior year is from a scouting def- uh, scouting standpoint when it comes to the MLB draft, where you go from being a college baseball prospect to now you have a great area code games or a great, you know, world series type thing. Now you're being talked about as a first five round draft pick and that changes the entire dynamic of your football recruiting because the MLB draft is a very real option. So that's what's going to be fascinating to watch for it produce. It's not just the football recruiting side of it, but just how good of a baseball player are we talking generational, life-changing money in the first five rounds of the draft this summer, his play on the baseball field could dictate what ends up being the ultimate economical choice for him.
1: By the way, Deuce Robinson will make it to USC for the spring game later this month. I already checked the schedule. USC plays Utah at Dado Field in LA, so he's going (laughs) to obviously be able to check out the spring game and then head out to a baseball game either the night before or that night after the spring game. So keep an eye. Deuce Robinson, number one tight end in the country, looking at baseball and football and has a lot of schools that are really pitching him both sides uh, of kind of that college experience. Uh, Before we wrap it up, Huff, Ohio State had a number of big-time visitors Including Brandon Innes. You can follow all that coverage over at 247sports.com. I think Steve Wolfong had a nice piece on on the Buckeyes and and what they were able to do this past weekend. Among those visitors was Dylan Riola, another prospect from the state of Arizona, another five star quarterback and, and a player that really liked it in Columbus. He had been there last year for the Ohio State-Penn State game. We've, we've seen Ohio State have some success in the state of Arizona recently, uh, adding Keon Gray's in the last class, Devin Brown being a quarterback from the state of Arizona who played a senior season in Utah, um, you know, even a, a Lathan Ransom if we're, we're going back a couple years. Um, I, I think this is a, a school that you can never truly sleep on, even though right now the crystal ball might be trending to USC, both both I and and Mr. Hacked Greg Biggins um put in a crystal ball fit for, for the Trojans, but I, I'm never gonna count out Ohio State. And Dylan Raiola was blown away, called it a first-class program, and, and really liked what he saw out of the Buckeyes this past weekend. I mean, that's that's gonna be a really interesting dynamic in terms of how how hard Ohio State's able to push because that that's one of those programs that's been able to stack quarterback after quarterback after quarterback in every class. You land Devin. Brown in 2022. We're still trying to figure out what's going to happen in 23. That would be a nice addition there in 24 for Ryan Day's quarterback room.
0: And continuing his real ability to recruit not just the state of Arizona, but the West Coast for elite prospects. It's been a problem. You and I've talked about on the West of the Rest for a number of years now, the seed that the West has seemingly become to Eastern, Southern, Midwest schools. And this will just be another kind of case of Ryan Day picking and plucking who he wants from the West.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of there to 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 kind of digest. Obviously, Deuce Robinson, Dylan Raiola, some big time visitors. Jaden Rashada was out at Miami. We got a lot of coverage over at sports.com Huff. Any messages before we go?
0: Hey, go Halos! This is the year in the celebration of their two thousand two World Championship. They're going to win one in two
1: thousand twenty two. All right. That is Brandon Huffman. I'm Blary Gulow for our producer Lance Land. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the West of the Rest podcast.
0: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catches. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, 9 <laughs> over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. <laughs> And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.